This is Sarah Lemon, author of the Whole Dish blog and food writer for the Mail Tribune newspaper in Southern Oregon. This podcast is produced for the Mail Tribune and Rosebud Media. You can find it online at mailtribune.com forward slash podcasts and read my blog, The Whole Dish, at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. Cherries are cause for summer celebration, and that's exactly what I did in my most recent Mail Tribune food section column. Those also are published under the name The Whole Dish. The headline is Cherry Jubilee, and that column ran July 1st with several recipes to really heighten interest in cherries beyond basic desserts or just eating them out of hand. I gave recipes for a couple of preserves, a triple cherry bourbon chutney, triple cherry because it uses cherry preserves, dried sour cherries, as well as pitted dark sweet cherries, either fresh or frozen. That's one you can make any time of year if you have cherries in your freezer, and I often do from my own tree that I harvest, of course, right now when they're at their peak, pit them and sort of stash them away for another day. I also preserved some maraschino cherries this summer based on a recipe that ran several years ago in the Washington Post. And in addition to several jars of cherries that I can use in desserts and on ice cream and yogurt and in beverages, I got a really, really lovely cherry syrup, sort of as a byproduct. It was in excess of what I could fit into the jars with the fruits themselves. And I'm really looking forward to using this syrup in all kinds of drinks in particular. It would make just a killer cherry Coke, if you like that sort of thing, with a classic cane sugar Mexican Coke and a splash of this cherry syrup. So go check that recipe out with my latest food section column. There also was one using sour cherries for a focaccia, sour cherry and rosemary focaccia, courtesy of Martha Stewart from several years back. was kind of on the sour cherry kick because we have a sour cherry tree in our yard that's tiny. It's not that much taller than me, but it was just absolutely loaded with gorgeous sour cherries that certainly were in great supply, just like our sweet cherry tree, which is sort of a Bing type, but they suffered a lot less bug damage than the other tree and were just begging to be transformed into something beautiful. So if you have sour cherries, there are some local sources for organically grown sour cherries, namely Valley View Orchard and Ashland. They pit those and they freeze them and have them available throughout the summer. And there's information in that column, Cherry Jubilee, for contacting Valley View Orchard in Ashland. Thought in this podcast, though, I would give some classic dessert recipes because, of course, people think of that and just love those, particularly around 4th of July, with fresh summer cherries. The first is a recipe for cherry turnovers that does have a homemade dough, but you could very, very easily pull off the filling using ready roll pie crust found in refrigerator sections, or for that matter, frozen puff pastry dough that's thawed and ready to use. 
doses. I often keep both of those things on hand because while dough certainly is easy to mix up in the food processor, it's easier still to just have it ready to pull out in my fridge. So I'm, I'm not above those convenience products when I have a really, really lovely fresh product of my own, like cherries from my own tree. I also thought I'd give a recipe I've prepared many, many times every summer pretty much, and I adapt it to what we have on hand. The original recipe, however, called for cherries, as well as an assortment of summer berries, blackberries, blueberries, and raspberries, all of those things that are in really good supply right now, and can sort of be mixed and matched. And of course, if you pick these things. We pick blackberries in the summertime. We pick blueberries. Typically, we've even picked raspberries. And you freeze them. You can also make this cobbler pretty much any time when the mood strikes. Cherry berry cobbler. I'll give that recipe a little bit later on. But first, the recipe for cherry turnovers. And this is from my blog archives from June 27th, 2012, under the headline, Perfectly Ripe Fruit Apparently is for the Birds. I was recounting how the birds raided my cherry tree that particular year, which has not happened this year. Finding my archive blog posts is fairly easy and straightforward. Go to blogs.esouthernoregon.com forward slash rogue hyphen valley hyphen food and search by going to the drop down menu on the right hand side of the page under archives click on june 2012 and this should be posted right near the top because they're posted in, in reverse order june 27th cherry turnovers it calls for one and three quarter cup all-purpose flour plus more for rolling out the dough a half a teaspoon salt plus a pinch for the filling, a half a teaspoon baking powder, two sticks unsalted butter that are chilled, two cups pitted cherries. These can be fresh or frozen. A quarter cup granulated sugar, a tablespoon cornstarch, a tablespoon lemon juice, one egg white that's been beaten with a tablespoon of water, and decorative sugar, which is also called sparkling sugar or sanding sugar. You can use Demamara crystal brown sugar for this. To make the dough in a large bowl, whisk together the one and three quarter cups all-purpose flour with the half teaspoon salt and the half teaspoon baking powder. Cut the two sticks of unsalted butter into half inch pieces and add it to the flour. With a pastry blender or your clean fingertips, quickly work the butter into the dough until it's in pea-sized pieces. Add a half cup ice water and mix with a spoon until the dough comes together in a shaggy mass. Turn the dough out onto the counter and knead it a few times until it holds together. Generously flour the work surface, then roll the dough into a rectangle about 9 inches wide and 18 inches long, reaching under the dough every so often to make sure it's not sticking as you're rolling it. From the long sides, Fold the dough like a business letter, that's to say in thirds, bringing one third over the middle third, then the remaining third over that. From the short end, roll the dough into a tight package, then press down with your hand to make a rough square. That's to just distribute all these ingredients and prepare the dough for chilling, which it does need to do in the refrigerator for at least two hours before using. You can keep it refrigerated for two to three days if you want to 
do some advanced preparation. If you freeze it, that's another strategy, of course, defrost it overnight in the refrigerator. When you're ready to make the cherry filling, cut those two cups pitted cherries, each of those cherries in half, then combine them with the quarter cup granulated sugar, the one tablespoon cornstarch, the one tablespoon lemon juice in a medium saucepan. Cook that over medium heat plus a pinch of salt, stirring often until the filling thickens. That'll take about 10 minutes. Set aside to cool. Preheat the oven to 400 degrees Fahrenheit. Prepare a baking sheet with a sheet of parchment paper or leave your baking sheet, and this requires a bit more cleanup, ungreased. Place the dough from the refrigerator on a well-floured work surface and roll it into a rectangle a little larger than 12 inches by 16 inches. This does take a little bit of measuring and marking so you have evenly sized turnovers. With a ruler, mark the dough into four-inch increments. Then with a knife or pizza cutter, cut into 12 squares that are going to be four inch square making a clean cut along the rough edges place a rounded tablespoon of cherry filling in the center of a pastry square with your clean fingertips again moisten two sides of the dough a little water as i just usually keep a ramekin of water next to me on the counter and fold the dough over the filling using a fork to crimp the edges Place on the prepared baking sheet and repeat with the remaining squares. Brush each turnover with some of that beaten egg with a little water and egg wash. Careful not to spill over the edges too much, which could prevent the turnovers from rising. It also just kind of makes a crusty mess, I've found too. Sprinkle generously with a decorative sugar and with a small knife, prick the pastry in three places to make steam vents. Bake in that preheated 400-degree oven for 20 minutes or until golden and cool the turnovers on a wire rack. That makes 12 turnovers. And that recipe is originally from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. And of course, I posted it to my blog, The Whole Dish, back in 2012 on June 27th. Under the headline, Perfectly Ripe Fruit Apparently is for the Birds. I have a theme going here, it seems, with the cherries, that there's always a little bit of a fly in the ointment, it seems, because the next recipe for cherry berry cobbler was posted under the headline, Washing and Freezing Brews Blueberry Brew Ha Ha. The post actually was about blueberries and disagreement that seems to arise among some people who like to do you pick blueberries. And they debate whether the blueberries should be washed and then frozen or frozen without washing. Of course, I am inclined to wash anything first before freezing. A lot of food experts tend to agree, and I've, I've seen this quoted a couple of times, that nobody ever washes anything when they take it out of the freezer. So best to wash it before you freeze it was the conclusion I came to. And of course, I'm referring to the blueberries in this recipe. There are also blackberries, raspberries, and sweet cherries. The ratio of cherries to the other berries is slightly higher. It calls for two cups, sweet cherries that have been pitted and rinsed. One cup blackberries, one cup blueberries, one cup raspberries. Again, these could all be fresh or frozen. 
three tablespoons cornstarch, six tablespoons sugar that's been divided, one tablespoon finely grated lemon zest. Now the original recipe calls for a cup of all-purpose flour. I actually like to make more cobbler topping than this recipe calls for. The baking dish I prefer is a little larger than the 9 by 12 inch suggested here. And so I often have one and a half times this recipe, which I think yields an appropriate amount of cobbler topping. I like it to be thick on top, and I like there to be plenty of that nice biscuity topping to soak up all the juices, plus accommodate some whipped cream or some yogurt or even ice cream if that's what you like to serve it with. So I have adapted this slightly over the years to one and a half cups all-purpose flour, three teaspoons baking powder, three-eighths teaspoons salt, seven and a half tablespoons unsalted butter, or really throwing in that extra half tablespoon from the stick. That's <laughs> not such a terrible thing. Three-quarter cup milk, plus you're going to need approximately one and a half tablespoons for just brushing onto the surface of the cobbler. Vanilla ice cream for serving, again, yogurt or whipped cream or other great options. So start by preheating the oven to 375 degrees. And again, those cherries should be pitted. If they're cherries that you've picked from your own tree or gotten from friends, you're not buying pitted cherries. The easiest way to do that is with a cherry pitter. And I go into a little bit of detail in my latest column under the headline Cherry Jubilee about the relatively inexpensive cherry pitters you can buy. They cost about $20. They clamp to the counter. And it's very, very easy to yield two cups pitted cherries, for example, in maybe five minutes or so with a cherry pitter. You can find them online. I purchased mine at Bymart like a decade ago. So once the cherries are all pitted or you've started with pitted cherries, rinse those and lightly rinse all the berries as well combine the cherries and berries and sprinkle the fruit with that three tablespoons cornstarch, four tablespoons of the sugar, and the teaspoon finely grated lemon zest. I don't measure my lemon zest real precisely. I like lemon zest, so if you use the zest of a whole lemon, it's probably going to be just fine in here. Pour that fruit mixture into a 9 by 12 inch oval baking dish or a dish approximately that size. Mix the one and a half cups all-purpose flour with one and a half tablespoons sugar, three teaspoons baking powder, and three-eighths teaspoons salt. Cut in the butter, again, almost a stick, in my adaptation, it would be about seven and a half tablespoons, but it's eight in the stick. So just put it all in there until the mixture resembles coarse meal. You can use a knife to do this, a pastry blender like the previous recipe suggested, or your clean fingertips to rub in the butter. Stir in three quarter cup milk to make a very soft dough. It's not really going to hold together, and once the milk gets stirred in, you probably want to handle this with a utensil. To drop the dough by spoonfuls on top of the berry mixture, dampen your hands 
with some of the remaining milk and spread out the dough to almost cover the fruit. I find it's also easy to just use a spatula, rubber spatula for that. Brush the top of the dough with the remaining milk and that's a, about one and a half tablespoons. Sprinkle the surface with the remaining one and a half tablespoons sugar. Bake the cobbler in the preheated 375 degree oven for about 35 minutes or until it's golden brown and the berries are bubbling and serve it warm with, again, vanilla ice cream. It's great with plain Nancy's yogurt because it's fairly sweet or whipped cream, which I prefer mine unsweetened as well. And that makes eight servings, about a half cup each. And it was originally adapted by the Detroit Free Press from bonappetit.com. But that's one I have made many, many times over the years. Again, adapted it to a little bit more cobbler topping. And it's definitely one my family enjoys and looks forward to. We even prepare it with summer peaches, sliced peaches as well. So give that one a try, as well as cherry turnovers. And find more recipes using summer cherries, including sour cherries in my current Mail Tribune food section column that ran July 1st under the headline Cherry Jubilee. Read that one and all my current blog posts at mailtribune.com forward slash lifestyle forward slash the hyphen whole hyphen dish. And thanks for listening to and reading The Whole Dish.